Good morning, Your Highness. Good morning, Your Highness. Good morning, Your Highness. Happy birthday, Your Highness. Yes, it is my birthday. Oha! It is my 21st birthday. Do you think perhaps just once I might use the bathroom by myself? Most amusing, sir. Wipers! <laughs> Penis is clean, Your Highness. everyone, and here we are starting off with the podcast that seemed quite afar. Many weeks in the planning, many weeks to prepare, but the wait was worth it because the guests are rare. So sit right back and you'll hear a tale that started from some tropic part of Yisrael. Tonight we may talk shows that are the best because they end their themes with and the rest. So let's begin because it all starts right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nightfly with me, Dave Juskow, and my very special guests this afternoon, Mr. David Tell and Gilbert Gottfried. Hello. Hello. Hi. I can't believe it's happening. And Dara, who put it all together. Hello. Thank you. Can I just say, um, this is kind of a, it's a treat for me to be uh, on the same show with two of the greatest voices in podcast radio. Gilbert and Dave. Oh, I so thought you were going to say Gilbert and Dara. So, <laughs> well, now, right. now, now, you were saying you sat on a glass coffee table. Oh, it's no. true. Can you, yes. can you please uh, tell us that story? <laughs> it's a classic tale of woe. Yeah, I was trying to. It was a Yom Kippur, and I was watching the Giants. <laughs> that makes game. it even better. <laughs> and I was watching the Giants game, and um, was sitting on the gla- on the metal edge of the glass table cutting my toenails because I didn't want to miss any of the, the footage and I was heading home for the for the holidays and I guess it just gave way and I fell back and a and I was dangling off the, the table and I was laughing because I didn't feel a thing. And when I got up I'm like, oh my God, thank God no one was here to see that. I got up, I saw blood. I'm like, where is that coming from? I feel around and there's a huge shard of glass in my butt. And I pulled it out, which I probably shouldn't have done. And then all the blood just started flowing all over the place. It's a horrible story. And then I called 911 and I got a voicemail. And I had to, I had to call my doorman. And I'm like, um, you got to call an ambulance. I'm in trouble. And they're like, who is this? Because you know? <laughs> if you joke around too much. Right. But uh, yeah, so then, yeah, then I mean, my doorman stuck with me as I was bleeding out. Mm-hmm. And said, hey, Josga, you got to make it. I need my Christmas bonus. <laughs> Probably didn't talk like that, but you know, I like the racist stuff. And, um, and, and then they, it's you know, true. they came and I, I finally, they um, had to pump blood in because it was coming out so fast. I know it's a, 
it's a tough tale to take. Uh, but I finally passed it because they were putting pressure on it, and I was screaming, and I passed out. And then, and um, how do you put pressure on a buttocks? <laughs> I, I know the whole thing is so humiliating. Or should I say tuchus? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was Yom Kippur, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, my, you know, it's what's the weird part is, and you're, you almost went through this this week, Mm -hmm. Dave, um, in a way, my sister called and she's like, you know, because I just called her and said, I'm dying. Mm -hmm. And then she had to do detective work and figure out what was the problem because I I Mm -hmm. had a couple of breaths left. Mm -hmm. And then she came to the hospital. They're like, we don't know if he's going to make it. She's like, what? Like, can you imagine, you know, like waking up? Freak accident. Yeah. I was one of those freak accidents. He was in bad shape. Apparently. Yeah. When my sister finally came, they filled me so much full of uh, blood that I was like fat, like Jerry Lewis. Yeah. Oh yeah. At the end, like when when he yeah had when he was taking steroids. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So uh, I don't know. It's um, it's I, you know, it just somehow I came back. They stitched it up as good as that. The Cornell Hospital. Did you guys just go there tonight? Oh. See, see, that's what you get for uh, watching sports on Yom Kippur. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're absolutely Tomorrow. right. I wrote an article about it for Men's Health Magazine, so you can read the whole story. Uh, no, I just heard it here. <laughs> right, yeah. I know. I just, um, everybody seemed to be fascinated. I sent them the story, and they're like, we laughed, we cried, we winced. You know, how's this much money? <laughs> so, uh, like, it sounds good. But yeah, and, and, then, and so then it's one of those things where, you know, because I definitely died and came back. And then I'm like, you know what? Things are going to be different. I am going to do life oh, differently. Of course, and then yeah. right, six weeks later, I'm just like, eh, eh, I do the same stuff. Like, nothing has changed. Like, yeah. I didn't learn oh, a thing. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> but I do know who God is. Yeah. It's Gene Wilder. <laughs> He's who came to me in his Willy Wonka character. And he said, well, I'm, I'm going to send you back. And maybe this time you'll be a little wiser. Ah, like yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> Can and I just say that I love listening to podcasts, but being on a podcast and listening takes it to the next level. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a bastard. It's, uh, <laughs> I hate you so much, but I do love you. I, <laughs> Any other long stories you want to pull out? Of <laughs> I'm well, surprised we got Gilbert and Dara here. Don't you guys have family stuff to do? Yeah. Well, they do. That's According to they your documentary, it's all kids all the time. Oh, oh, yeah. You know, speaking of that, how is that scam going? <laughs> that documentary, you, you, you know, you know, of course, the Danny Thomas. I do. Oh, yes. great. Here we go. That's taking a shit on a glass table, right? While you're underneath, yes, yeah. hookers <laughs> or just women who you think uh, that's true. Agreeable. Uh I I think so. Yeah, I do too. I mean, yeah. why would we? Why would we think otherwise? You know, like why would we? Yeah, why yeah. would we want to think otherwise? Um, In fact, I once heard a variation on it mm-hmm. that <laughs> where they were shitting that, on him. Well, no, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> they got rid that, of the table. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that variation. It's the most obvious. I've I've also heard that there were some variations where they said he would dress in a priest outfit. Mm-hmm. While they were shitting, where is that coming table? from? You never see any of this in the St. Jude commercial. <laughs> <laughs> All just money, money, money. <laughs> yeah, how come they never bring that up? I was thinking, you know, it's one of those things where we want it to, we just want it to be true. And there's this guy we used to know. I, I won't say his name today, <laughs> but yeah. some other day, um, I had a friend who uh, was on uh, off Broadway doing a show with actually Rhea Perlman and Danny DeVito back in the '60s called. Dracula Sabat, I think it was called. And my friend was in it. And this other guy we used to know who was maybe a drug dealer or something. Mm-hmm. And um, 
there was this where my friend and this guy met at a bar a couple of years ago, and they're like, God, oh, that guy looks so familiar. And then they realized that they were in this show together. And he's telling my friend, he's like, hey, do you remember what happened during that show? And he's like, I don't know. He goes, don't you remember the lights went out? And like, um, and the director just kept going, keep acting, keep acting, keep going. And then the lights went up and somebody was blowing the director. Do you remember that story? And the guy's like, no, I don't remember the story. And then my friend goes, he goes, I think I know why that guy doesn't remember the story now. He was the guy blowing the director. Oh, wow. Oh, jeez. we all Broadway? Off-Broadway. Wow. So, um, and so my friend, we, he was like after we were telling the story like nonstop because we knew both parties, uh, my friend was like, well, I'm not positive it was him because it doesn't matter now. It's him. <laughs> it's, for the rest of time, it's definitely him because that makes for a better story. And I'm pretty sure it was him. But, wow. Uh, well, like <laughs> in, in uh, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Go on. There, <laughs> yeah. There's that famous line. Mm-hmm. He said, if the legend becomes bigger than the reality, print the legend. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so they even it's do like, like that. Politics. I like that. You, you know, I love... And then he says uh, in The Man Who Shot <laughs> Liberty Valance, so uh, women were shitting on a coffee table <laughs> that Danny Thomas was lying on. Which you know, I didn't think fit with the Wild West theme. <laughs> See, if they had stuff like that, I'd probably watch a lot more westerns. You know, they were just a little bit more real about what they. Yeah, were it was about. in High Noon too. They mentioned it. <laughs> High Noon. <laughs> I and, love that. You and, know. and in Bonanza, Hop Singh <laughs> takes his shit on the glass coffee table. Well, you know, it, it's funny you bring that up. I was thinking about all this stuff, you know, that everybody's so politically correct now, and I, I listen to your podcast all the time, Gilbert. See? Not yours so much, Dave, because you don't have one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I listen all the time because I, I, like, first of all, there's nothing better than finding out that Ken Berry and Spock are in a platoon together. <laughs> oh, That yes! was one of my favorite episodes. Yes! <laughs> I mean, that's, there's, nobody's going to have a podcast like that. So I, you know, love it. And even listening to somebody like Ronnie Shell, you know, this is my kind yes. of, my cup of tea, you know, that me and Frank Santa Padre used to talk about all the time. We didn't think anybody else cared. So it makes me really happy. But then I was thinking about, and I have these like clips of the stuff we kind of grew up on that mm-hmm. you're not allowed to say anymore, like this one from the <laughs> Bad News Bears. <laughs> Boys, I'd like you to meet your new pitcher, Amanda Wurlich. Juice Mix Niggers and now a girl? Grab a bat, punk. I mean, you can't say Juice Spicks Niggers and now a girl anymore. They hate that, especially in a kid's movie. I wonder, so, do you think that kid is a senator now? <laughs> He's definitely have to be some. Well, it's funny because I've been looking up, you know, I'm fascinated with those kids from those movies more. They in the said 70s. it in Beauty and the Beast. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, well, that's what we're always hoping for. Yeah. See, that's well, what year was that, was. Dave? 76. See, that was probably the last. The right, last right. I know. And that's why they made a remake. I'm like, you can't make a remake of the bad news. Yeah. Because you'd never be able to. The, way the guy hitting his kid at the end and everything and just walking off me like, yeah, well, he could have killed somebody like that. It was OK. Yeah. Don't, it's OK that I hit him. He could have killed somebody. But also, uh, how about this one? Here's a, a classic, too, that I think you'll like from James Bond. If you got your little pointy heads out of them pajamas, <laughs> no. you wouldn't be late for work. That's from the man with the golden gun. Yeah. He's like, you got your little pointy heads out of those pajamas. That's that from was, the James Bond movie. He was this southern sheriff who, for some reason, was on vacation again. <laughs> right, right. And ran right, into James right. Bond. Right. But where was it, like in Thailand or something? Uh, yes, I think. Yeah, it was, yeah, was it Thailand or... 
Korea. Yeah, it was Thailand. I it's think. some You're weird right. place where they have those boats. Right, because he was in scene. Live and Let Die, the yeah. sheriff, and yeah. he was in Louisiana, and then he was on vacation. Yeah, it just so happened. Oh yes. I remember you, and then Roger Moore just goes like, "Oh no!" Like there's like there's no way they remember each other. Do you know this is so weird? I I was on my podcast, Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast. (laughs) We discussed this yesterday. That guy. Oh, uh, he just died. I believe. Yeah, yeah. We were doing our in memoriam, and and we discussed him. Yeah. What What's his name? I can't think of oh, it. I know his God, name of the I thing was J.W. Pepper. It was just but... yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just died right this year, like a couple of days ago. He, I think he always played that character in Superman yeah. 2. I, I think he also did the same act. He was a Southern, uh, like, could be a racist. <laughs> right, could be a racist, right. Right, like when when in Live and Let Die, where they he goes, my brother-in-law is the fastest boat in the community, and then the black guy steals his brother-in-law's boat, and he sees it's a black guy, he goes, that ain't my brother-in-law. What about this one? Do you remember? Um, you remember this? I know that you like this one. Oh yeah. Why do Chinese girls taste different from all other girls? You think we better? You think we better? <laughs> no, just different. Like Peking duck is different from Russian caviar, but I love them both. Darling, I give you very best duck. Well, that'd be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Why do Chinese girls taste different than other girls? That was Sean Connery. Yeah, that exactly. I'm yep. just saying, like, this is the stuff we grew up on. Yeah. And now everybody's so angry. Oh, yeah. It's impossible for somebody like you or Dave. To do anything anymore. It's well, like don't it's throw like, me in that boat. I'm a, I'm a faith-based comic. I don't know what this demon does. <laughs> well, you always tell me all the time it's been harder and harder. Yeah, no, it's very hard. horrible crowds it's, that are just so It's PC. horrible. It's, it's not fair, but it's fair, I guess. I, I really don't know. It's boring, I'll tell you that. It's boring mm-hmm. and frightening. Well, it, it's kind of like, remember the Whoopi Goldberg roast? Right. And was that uh, the Ted Danson? Ted Danson. One? Yeah, of course. He was in blackface. And that was on every newspaper and all over the news mm-hmm. and everything. And you go, well, it's a roast, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. She, she got it. Like, yeah. There was a so, line. Like, yeah, even the person being roasted thought it was funny. So Yeah. So, so, but for the rest of the world who, who, who care less, wouldn't even have known there was a roast unless that happened. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's the worst and part I, is it's all these people that, like, Aren't even fans, aren't even at the show, who like are upset. Like, who cares? And yeah. and and it's like he was living with her. Right, they yeah. were at dating the or something. Which, so that's that's he, the story. He's still Ooh. a tremendous racist, even though he was living with Whoopi Goldberg. Exactly. Right. Then, right, then it'd be like, no, I had sex with her, and be like, that doesn't that makes me completely not racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's a hero. Yeah, <laughs> he's an American <laughs> hero. <laughs> <laughs> He's the next Captain America. <laughs> I don't know. You guys have young children, so do you? Do you see that like they're being taught now the political correctness? Like that's just the normal for them, right? I, I, Dara? I <laughs> Gilbert. I was going to take a bite out of a sandwich, but now I guess I can't. He was waiting for you to chime in. Dara. Yeah. Uh, oh, the political correctness right. with the kids. I mean, they're Your only kids. eight and ten, so the what? They're only eight and ten. Yeah, you know? eight and ten. They were eight and ten in the documentary. When was that filmed? Oh, I thought yes. that was ten yeah. years ago. <laughs> but they have. I read this thing about. Um, they have this thing now where they have like um, 
sensitivity readers where they read children's books to make sure that there's no aggressive language, um, uh, diversity issues, any of those things. So like if you write a children's book, these people will read it and then they'll give you notes about like, you know, um, it's, it's, it's inappropriate to have like, you know, uh, whatever these people in it or like this doesn't really portray a group that well. And it's for little kids. So it's weird if you go back all the other like books that you read as a little kid now, you're like, I wonder if that was inappropriate. You know, like maybe it was. Who cares, you know? And I I remember uh, seeing a book, a school book, mm-hmm. years ago that uh, explained the story of Merchant of Venice where they don't even call him Shylock in this. Really? They say, and the uh, miserable, money-hungry <laughs> Jew. No, <laughs> they, uh, throughout the whole thing. They're going, this, this worthless, evil Jew. They prefer that instead yes. of Shylock, right? <laughs> I know. It's, and, you know, I was, um, my friends have kids, I guess, a little younger than yours. And I was reading to them one day and I said, well, this guy just sounds stupid. And then they got mad at me for saying the word stupid. Yeah. Do you guys do that too? Look who their father is. You right. Know? I well, mean, right. Our, our house is a little different, I guess. Well, these guys, I thought they were okay. I just, I mean, they're not... You know, like yeah. you guys, right? But um, stupid? You yeah. can't call anybody yeah, stupid? Yeah, now, now it's a uh, learning disability <laughs> yeah. or something. I know, it, and it's... It's, it's silly. Silly is the only thing left for everybody. But what Silliness. I think is I found there's... You know, I work at this law firm, and um, there's these paralegals, and they're all very young, and they're all politically correct, like very politically correct. They get angry. You know, mm-hmm. if, you know if I say the colored guy downstairs is... Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't help myself. I'm, I'm, and then I blame it. I'm like, no, I'm an old man. I don't know any better. <laughs> but that's my favorite thing to say. So they're like, oh, I can't believe you said that. Meanwhile, I went out with this girl. She got drunk. She's like 23. Yeah. And then she got really drunk. And she goes, I forgot to tell you, I hate Asian people. You know, like this is one who's always angry at me all the time for saying bad stuff. Meanwhile, when they get drunk, all of a sudden, it comes out. It kind of, yeah, it comes yeah. out. You know, yeah, exactly. I've seen that a lot. So they're all two-faced. I think that kid from Bad News Bears, if you can hit it one more time. Oh, I can hit it, all right. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> you really shouldn't have led with that, cri- that clip. Boys, I'd like you to meet your new pitcher, Amanda Wurlich. Juice, Bix, Diggers, and now a girl? Right with that, <laughs> Much better than that. I, w- I wish I was at the premiere wearing a tuxedo. Like, oh, this is a hit. I smell money. This is a hit. And who is, who's the lead guy in that? He's Walter great. Matthau. Walter Matthau has been like, oh, this kid is just dynamite. I mean, that's the, the whole hey, movie. Is hey, just... I think it's so funny when he says nigga. <laughs> that kid's going to get an Academy Award. He said nigga. <laughs> Hey, kid, say the word nigga louder. <laughs> I'm offended. That's the worst Walter Matthau I've ever heard in my life. I like in the I like in the documentary that you start doing Gavin McLeod imitations. That makes me happy. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because you're just like, oh, he's just doing Gavin McLeod. But then when you get into it and you realize it's like, oh, it's actually a really good Gavin McLeod <laughs> Because, like, you know, what does he sound like? But then it's like, that does sound like Gavin. Wait, who's the guy you do him against with the... Oh, it, and Tony Curtis. Oh, and Tony yeah. Curtis, that's well, right. Well, I have a question. Also in the Bad News Bears 3, Tony yeah. Curtis. Yeah, oh, you're that's not, right. You're not a, you wouldn't consider yourself an impressionist, correct? I would consider uh, you an impressionist, I, I, absolutely. When, first, when I first used to get up on stage, you mm-hmm. know, first couple of times, 
it was basically like, uh, like yeah, it was like Rich Little or Frank Gorshin. Well, I have to ask Sarah a question now. Yes. Is living with an Impressionist as sad and hopeless <laughs> as I imagine it is? Because I can only imagine what Mrs. Rich Little had to go through. <laughs> well, enough with the Reagan. Oh, God. <laughs> I remember I was in Vegas a couple of years ago, and there was a big billboard, uh, Rich Little, An Evening with Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and it's like, without seeing it, I know it word for word. Right. I haven't heard it or seen it, and I know it's going to be... Well, uh, then I went to Hollywood and I met John Wayne. Hey, Pilgrim, you know. <laughs> I know, I can't even. So he was trying to do a full hour and 15 yes. minutes. Yes, wow. Well, all right. <laughs> uh, then I met Walter Brennan. Hey, Jimmy. <laughs> well, you might be the last guy left that actually does... The good invitations from, you know, the the day. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, because uh, oh, I, I I got something for you. I thought you would like um, because there's another guy that does the impression that nobody does anymore. Um, Martin Short. This oh, is yeah. Martin Short doing Montgomery Cliff, um, who no one even knows yeah, anymore. No, you know, but uh, you do. Oh yeah. But uh, I think is this the one? Let me see if this is. <laughs> Do you play the yeah, yeah. This is this is from the movie "Cross Your Heart" or "Cross My Heart" with him and Annette O'Toole. Yeah, and it oh, makes yeah. no sense unless you're Martin Short and you're like, "Well, is there a way we can sneak in my Montgomery Cliff imitation?" <laughs> uh, I play a little. Would you play something for me? No, I don't. Oh, please! I think it's so sexy. All right, I'll play. This is actually background music for my Montgomery Cliff impersonation. <laughs> you still want to hear it? Yes. It doesn't make sense at all. I can't imagine being a 22-year-old seeing this movie. Oh, yeah. What yes. the fuck is going on? I met Kathy at an outdoor cafe. <laughs> but because it was raining, we ate indoors. What is wrong with that? <laughs> As she looked at me, I said to her, Why do you stare at me? Am I to be stared at? Uh, who was that? <laughs> I don't know why I, I just like things I like, because he does the, uh, the imitations that, you know, we still like. You, me, and Frank. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, SCTV, everybody there could do at least three or four dead-on great impressions. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, if you ever heard, I play it a lot. Um, Martin Short just interviewing Dave Thomas, doing Bob Hope. It's an eight-minute clip, and Please. he's just doing his Bob Hope yeah. imitation, and it's just, and he's just interviewing. Him. He's like, "If you could be in a movie today, the way movies are today, what kind of movie would you do?" Well, I think I'd like to do a thriller. I saw Psycho 2 and Tony Perkins had all those kids running through the aisle. I mean, it's just like he's just doing an imitation, but it's a serious interview. It's unbelievable. And I always talk about the podcast. I'm like, 
We'll never see the likes of that again. You know, like in a sketch show. I mean, Saturday Night Live is never going to have the balls to do yeah, something right. like that. And though maybe you wouldn't even want that. But the impression, his impression was so good, I always wonder whether it was written or whether it was like improvised. Yeah, we, we just had him on the podcast. You had Dave recently. Thomas on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We just had How's he Damn it, I wanted to ask these questions. Yeah, yeah. And and he was... he was, uh, like he was one of my heroes. It. He spent a lot of time doing the Bob Hope there. <laughs> well, but he's so good at it. But oh, I'm, he's got all know, the nuances. Yeah, and, and you remember when he went on the um, Jiminy Glick show and he did the old Bob Hope? Like he aged him and he, you know, just had him walking on as an old man, like when he was more 80 and stuff. And he even had like the, the, the red eyes. Oh, and yeah. Yes, he had. Bob Hope got that like red nail polish eyes. I've been afraid. That that's going to happen to me because I have all redness around my eyes. As a matter of fact, um, you know, my mother and my sister are always on me about my appearance. Mm. So in like 1989, I was not on this. just them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not just the Jewishness. Yeah. But they uh, no. They in 1989, I was on a TV show, the Morton Downey Show. Do you remember that? Oh my yes. God! Yeah. And I called my grandmother. I'm like, "What do you think of the show?" She goes, "We have some money put aside. You should get your nose done." <laughs> so I got my nose done. You know, so you'll look less Jewy on TV. <laughs> So I got it done. So I was on Crashing. And by the way, I saw you, both of you on Crashing last night. And, um, oh, thanks. It's, uh, it's, it's, you know, it I'm just mad that I wasn't on this season, so I'm jealous. But uh, well done. And your joke was hilarious, by the way, that we were telling it until Pete ruined it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but um, so I was on Crashing last year. And I'm in a towel. So, yeah, you towel know, guy. right. So I, my sister calls like, and it's the exact same scenario from 1989. I'm like, like what do you think of the show? She goes, we have some money put aside, and I'm like, you're joking. And I thought they were going to talk about you should work out or hair plugs. She goes, you, you should get your eyes done. Something I never thought of. Wow. I'm like, that's the one thing that that's, wasn't bothering yeah. me. Now it's on your mind. Now wow. it's always on my mind. Now, wow. now you say towel with two syllables. Really? Do I? Towel. How, is it, how do you say it? Yeah, see, that talk about Jewy. <laughs> I, I was wrapped in a it? towel. Yeah, well, how, is he, how are you supposed towel. to say it? Yeah. I say towel. 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 Yeah, you're right. I do say towel. Towel. I do say it in two. What kind towel. of accent is that? Towel. Do you think? Towel. Jewy. Is it Jewy? Or Maybe it's Jersey. I, or is it Jersey? Or is it? I heard uh, Tori Spelling when she was little asked her mother. She said, am I pretty? And the <laughs> mother said to her, no, but you will be after you have your nose done. Oh, wow. so in the same situation. My mother has told my sister many times when she was little, women like us need a lot of makeup. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Tori did a number. Tori Spelling said that to, to who? Uh, no, uh, Tori said Spelling's mother oh. said it to her when she was little. And what about her dad? Was he too busy making family? Or what, what TV show was he making at that point? <laughs> Too busy not leaving her anything in the will. Yeah. Oh, mom, you're so wrong. And then she went to the ice skating room. They had like all those rooms. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> yes. Like he didn't want his kids ever to leave this mansion. So yeah, like he, he built had everything. Like Five hundred rooms in there. I love it. Well, why wouldn't they? I mean, he had every show on television at the time. It's unbelievable. And all those shows, none of them hold up. I mean, no. none of them. You know, I try and watch The Love Boat. It's on every Sunday. And it, it's just unwatchable. And, you know, that's, uh, all, the reason why we watched it was because there was nothing else on. There was only those three yeah. channels when we were growing up. Um, but it's just unwatchable. It doesn't hold up in any way. Even celebrity-wise, it's, you know, at first, oh, that's fun. I can't believe Florence Henderson got more work after the Brady Bunch. And then, because mm -hmm. I'll never forget one time we were watching with my friend, it was like in the 80s, and... Um, 
you know, when they have the people in the wheel and yeah. Bob Denver came on and we were laughing so hard, you know, we were so excited too. <laughs> Did he, he play hard. against type? Did uh, he play a guy like no. who the boat didn't crash? <laughs> no. I guess that was the funny of it. Like, hey, you're going to get it. off the island this time, right? I don't even know what it was. I, I, think I was... never liked Stephen Canal shows. Oh, yeah, his shows were bad too. Those they, were all those crime were, dramas, right? Yeah, those were horrible. Give an example. Like that what? was, well, that's that was the like the A-team and stuff, right? Yeah. Stephen oh, yeah, Canal. that was already that was already the 80s point. But what yeah. about like Canon in those shows? Did you all like unwatchable. But, but we watched Cannon? them because there was nothing else yeah. on. But Kojak, and I was thinking about this, is that Kojak, uh, I was telling my friend, I go, like, did you know, like, um, in New York, you know, uh, at one point, um, there was a Greek precinct? Like, everybody there was Greek. Yeah. It, like, it was funny, because he would go, Mykonos, what are you doing? Over? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the movie 300, but with their, their cops in New York. Which is funny, because you remember this. Because I bet you Kojak's going to come back, and I bet you... <laughs> oh, yeah. You have a cloud. Right, so it was McLeod, oh, McCoy, yeah. McMillan, and, yeah. and Columbo. And, and McLeod was a ripoff of They were of all that, Irish. <laughs> McLeod was a ripoff of that, there was a Clint Eastwood movie. Where, where, where he's Cowboy a, Cop comes to New York. Oh, yeah, right, oh, yeah. Gotcha. Right, right, is that what that, with Dennis Weaver, right? Yeah. You know, what's funny is that Spielberg used to direct a whole bunch of those. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah, that's Amazing. right. I saw that in the documentary. But this, uh, the reason I was talking about this the other day is because, um, you know, you ever hear that author, Sue Grafton? Uh, she wrote those alphabet mysteries, you know, like A is for alibi and P is for poison. Oh, okay. Were those like you know, movies of the week? The, no, they were, oh. never, they were books. I'd always see them in the bookstore. Because I remember thinking, boy, that's brilliant because she'll have a job for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they were really popular books. I, I, don't, I never read one, but I saw them in the bookstores. They were always very prominent. Well, she died like two weeks ago. Um, but her last book was Why Is For Yesterday. She never made wow. it. Never oh, finished. Oh, how cool finished is that, Dave? That much. So ah. is there like a competition now to like do the Z book? I was thinking XYZ. I was going to call her family and be like, I'll write it. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you use that old line? Z you later. <laughs> <laughs> Little Blake's comedy. Blake Capatch. <laughs> Blake, do you remember? You know Blake Capatch, the comedian? No. His old bit used to be he would go through the alphabet. That was his end bit. He goes... You know how there's a letter for everything, for words, whatever, and he'd be like, A, um, Fonzie, A, B, and he'd go through the whole thing, yeah. and it was Y, because we like you, and then he'd go, see you later, folks. Yeah, that was <laughs> Oh, man. That was his whole bit, right? It was a killer bit. <laughs> um, Can I tell you my favorite theme of all the themes? Oh, wait, wait. I just want oh, to tell sorry, you this one sorry, thing sorry. about this woman. So she got the idea for these books off those rabbi books that we kind of bonded on when we first met the yeah. Friday the Rabbi Slept Late. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Lanigan's Rabbi. Lanigan's rabbi. rabbi that they made into a TV show with that, Art Carney that, on the oh. Sunday mystery movie called Lanigan's Rabbi. That would be a good project for and, you, Gilbert. You play a rabbi <laughs> who also is into mysteries. I know. Now, what was... I, I forget who played the rabbi. Well, at first in the pilot, it was Stuart Margolin. Oh, okay. But he had to go back to the Rockford Files, so they got this guy... I don't Robert know Robert Shaw. Bruce something or oh. other. <laughs> <laughs> I was drunk. But Peter the, O'Toole was up But for if it. you look it up online, Lanigan's Rabbi, they have a picture that is one of the funniest pictures I've ever seen. It's Art Carney standing behind the guy playing the rabbi over a menorah. He's got the talus on. Oh, geez. And Art Carney's just sitting there with his hand. Like Give him a minute. Right? He'll figure it out. <laughs> what can you tell by lighting the menorah left to right? Well, I can tell that the culprit was definitely left. <laughs> Nobody likes a, lot, a menorah like that. Everybody knows that. But Stuart Margolin was Stuart on Margolin. my podcast. Oh, he was? Yeah. 
yes. You're the best guest. Yes. Who is it? Your podcast is amazing. And and he's the one. I'm uh, what is, I what I say is his biggest role, his greatest role. He's the one who gives the gun to Charles Bronson in Death Wish. Oh, oh no right. way! Really? Yeah. Was he a cop? No, no, no he was a like, gun. I can't remember. In the hotel, I just right? Saw it yeah, because too, and I can't Bronson's remember. like an architect, yeah, right? Right. And he's designing something for this guy in Texas, played by Stuart Margolin. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah, yeah. He was. In I know so exactly much what you're talking about. My favorite Stuart Margolin, I think, was um, in that movie Sob by Blake Edwards. Oh yeah, wow. and he just had he, <laughs> he played. Um, I think Julie Andrews' assistant, or mm. they, or that guy who who died early, who was an empty nest. He was the lead. Richard Mulligan. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, he just comes in because he was really, I think he was just playing a gag. And he goes, uh, Felix tried to commit suicide. Just thought you'd like to know. <laughs> and then he just leaves. And he was so funny. And he was also in some teen movie. Oh, God, he was in every, he was so funny. And he was good. And he started directing too, right? Did uh, he talk yeah, about that? I think so. I think he was directing. Is he, but he's dead, right? I no, he died. no. He's oh, he's still, still alive? He's still around, yeah. Oh, I guess I thought he died for some yeah. reason. If I, you well. ever get tired of living in that toilet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and I, the last time we actually saw each other was at Abe Vagoda's funeral. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, you, me, and Jeff. I, I was a hit that Abe Vagoda's funeral. Oh, my, you were amazing. <laughs> it was like, it was in papers all over the place. Well, that, that, I, that, well, that's what we, uh, David and I were talking, because remember his son came up and yeah. spoke, and we and he was so angry, because like, remember he just kept talking about himself, he goes, so then I had a script, but Papa never let me bring it to the network. <laughs> so funny. I don't know if you remember. Oh my God. I remember D- uh, Mayor Dinkins was there, and he's like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? <laughs> and how old was the son? Because Abe Vigoda always looked He was like old. 55 or 60. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he might have been in his 60s. Wow. He was so angry. I don't know if yes, you remember. Yes, Because <laughs> that's what I took away. That and your, you know, and you just being so inappropriate but, you know, but that's what we were hoping for and you have to assume people invite you and ask you to speak they get what and they completely got it so yeah. there was no problems but and of course playing the Godfather theme as he, they roll out the oh, casket oh that I mean, was amazing kind of a great thing to be at yeah that well was hold a- on a second so for Ava Goda the show Fish which we all know yeah Gilbert, how many of the children in the show have you had on your podcast? That would be, that'd be great, because I know one or two of them have died. Well, one's Todd Bridges. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. One's Todd Bridges that. was in that show. He was doing he double duty. He was an orphan on one show. He was a... Uh, and, that's right. And, and uh, well, an orphan on both shows, really. Oh, that's right. He, their parents died also in different strokes. Yeah. Yeah. So he wow. always plays an orphan. Okay. Well, no wonder he has a problem. Okay, my favorite. Well, my favorite. He's the only surviving member of that different show. You're now, right. Which is the oddest thing. You're wow. Absolutely right. He made Everyone's it. dead my, except for Charlotte Ray, who you also had on. Yes, she was terrific. My 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 favorite because my favorite is always when they would do a very special. Of course, episode. yes. So they did a very special episode mm. of uh, different strokes. They did. I know what you're going to yes. say. Yeah. Well, well, what is, was so special with their laughs? <laughs> Instead of the generic stereotyping, <laughs> he he's um, Todd Bridges has a white friend, right? <laughs> and the white friend likes to drink and oh, and, no. and go out driving around. Oh, it's a later episode. Yeah. Yes, and so they they like to go drinking and driving, and then of course. Uh, they get into an accident. Oh, no. I don't remember and, that one. And, yeah, and, and uh, you know, Mr. Drummond. Conrad Bain. 
yeah, shows up at the hospital, and and uh, and and they go out. The doctor comes out to Todd Bridges and says, "I'm sorry, your friend didn't make it." Wow. I, and and Todd Bridges starts crying, and he goes, "Look at me, I'm crying like a little boy." And, and, and Mr. Drummond says, no, son, you're crying like a grown man. <laughs> Ooh, I thought I was going to go racial in a second. I thought for sure like, uh, you were talking about the Gordon Jump one. That's what I, that's oh, the most, the, yeah, the, very special episode the of all pedophile. time. Yeah. Yes. Cut with Dudley. Yes. He, he, made, he took my shirt off. He gave me a pill and he made me feel goofy. And then he took my shirt off and then he tried to touch me. That was on different strokes? Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, from KRP I, I and I feel Cincinnati. like that started all the very special episodes of from now until the end of time. No, that they were doing that long. way before on all of the, every show had one, right? No? Happy Days, come oh, on. everyone. Yeah. Every one of them had a special episode. I, I don't think they made it as serious as a pedophile, though. I feel yeah, like uh, yes. <laughs> you know, there was that Happy Days one where, Rich, where Richie got taken home by that prostitute, I guess, at the bachelor party, but I don't know if that was that serious. That seemed like the first season. Wasn't that the first season? Yeah, totally the first season. Yeah. When no That's one really knew whose character was who. Like, for a while there, Potsy was the coolest guy in the show. <laughs> 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 but you're right. Right. He was the guy that was like, come on, Rich, you got to come out and do, and do stuff. But I, my, the first season my favorite character was pockets he could do any id that you needed his name was pockets remember he had the jacket full of stuff he he doesn't talk much fonzie knew pockets you know he knew how to get them now there there was also um sticks let let's see there there were some oh well there was an episode of fresh prince wow you really watch shows yeah I thought we were going it to talk about so The Magician happy. or something. Like oh, that, that was Dave and I's favorite show. <laughs> yeah. Bill, Bill Bixby. still watching these shows? I can't believe it. <laughs> I love because I watch them too, so I totally yeah, love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see. Bill Bixby. Oh, The Magician. Yes. The Hulk. Courtship right. of Eddie's father. The yeah. Magician. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, Beantown. Wasn't he in one? Beantown? Mm, he might Good have been. Morning, Beantown. Or yes, so? you're right. Yeah. God, well, which one of those four shows do you feel more? Are you more a magician, <laughs> a monster, <laughs> or a single dad mysteriously raising a child with an Asian maid? <laughs> Dave does the best uh, Mrs. Livingston in the world. Uh, Mr. Eddie's father? Yeah. Uh-huh. She, couldn't call him, she couldn't call him by his name, whatever, Bill yeah, or right. John. He's always like, you know, you can call me by my first name. <laughs> yeah. No, I could not. Do that. No, no, no. <laughs> Having your son being raised by a V. Kong like that. I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> that was a really divisive time. The you know? Magician was like my favorite show. I mean, I used to show. hand out Magician cards to my... I used to leave them wherever a friend's house I was at. Mm-hmm. They're like, I got your Magician cards. Yeah. yeah. It was just because he would always leave those calling cards. I was like, oh, and he had yeah. that private plane and he lived, he lived on, the plane. on the plane. Yeah. He was so cool and he had a really cool theme song. And he was just always in a tuxedo solving crimes. What would be better than that if you're a kid, you know? (laughs) Meanwhile, if you watch it today, it's the most boring show ever. Like, none of it holds up. My favorite, The Six Million Dollar Man, all that stuff, and none of it holds up. It's all so slow. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, it's like they, because of our uh, ability to, like, solve these crimes quicker now. (laughs) 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 Like, Magnum P.I., which I was like, I thought that was the coolest show because he was really cool. And he, uh, you know, like, the thing that was so cool about Magnum is that, like, he, um, 
Uh, you know, he had these other friends, like he was hanging out with these other two guys, the Vietnam vets. But like all these women wanted to be with him, but he was always like, I can't. No, nah, I can't really do that. And he lived with another man. But it was never said that. There oh, might be yes. Some sexual and the issues. other man, right, he was always very feminine. Yeah. Yes. And he was always wearing shorts all the time. Right. You know, he was like the first true. guy, I think, to wear cargo I never pants. thought about that. Yeah. And they point. were like short shorts. Yeah, short shorts. Yeah. There was a lot of rules. Shorts. Yeah. When you watch it now, it seems really gay. Yeah. But then you remember, and the only reason I know this is because I think I put on those shorts for the last time when my sister and her kids were like, Uncle Dave, what the fuck? Yeah, what are you directing you a porn? Yeah. Like yeah, I still, I didn't have the new fangled longer boy shorts or, or men shorts. I was wearing, I had a, like this is only five or six years ago. I was wearing like um, a terry cloth top oh, and those man. little 80s, you know, basketball shorts, you know, like Dr. J used to wear. Because <laughs> I didn't know nobody dresses me. I don't have a wife. I don't have a girlfriend. Dara, <laughs> what do you think of his look? Do you like his look? It's the only reason people know I'm not gay. <laughs> <laughs> the apartment not being decorated. I've lived here 20 years. And my wardrobe is well, the only reason people well, don't think Well, or I'm gay. you could, you could be so a gay guy here. with no fashion. <laughs> no, they don't have that. I would to come in and whip this place in shape. I would like that very much if you I told them. Uh, I told them, uh, like... I mean, even this blind. You don't have curtains. Yeah, oh I overlooked a brick wall, so, so I didn't even bother getting curtains. That is a classic. That is like a sitcom where they, you know, like, look at the view. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> a classic New York apartment. But the bedroom has nice views because it overlooks the tram and the water and everything. They, I used to have a view of the Silver Cup studio sign. They just made a oh. building, put up a building. It made me so angry. You know I think what that else? movie Highlander. Do you know that one? Oh, yes. Yeah. That's a horrible that. movie, but it's a great movie. Right, exactly. Excellent. Like, it doesn't even make sense to the Sean Connery character. Right. Like, but he's like the best part of the whole movie. Right. You know? he, he's Wasn't like, that like the first movie that he took off his toupee for? Could be. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know he had a toupee, actually. I'm, oh, I'm, yeah, in the body yeah, in the bomb movies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm naive that way. I never notice. I never notice somebody's toupee. Do you think uh, America's ready for a bald bond or not? <laughs> <laughs> Is the well, world ready for a... <laughs> well, when Phil Silver's played on, it was... <laughs> we just watched the documentary. On Phil Wait, Silver? On Phil Silver? Uh, no, the, uh, the bond. The, yes. The one oh, George, George Lazenby. George Lazenby. That was yes. great. Oh, I heard about that. It was great. It was He good. died, it was right? Great. No, he's still uh, alive, no, right? No, yeah. he's still alive. He's going to outlive them all. It's what you know, that's the one bar movie I really have trouble watching, and yet when I watch it, I enjoy it, but I can't sit through the whole thing. Yeah. But it is not a horrible bar movie, but he's just bad, and it just makes you angry. Yeah, it looks like he doesn't want to be there. I don't think he did want to yeah. be there. In fact, I think it was his choice to leave. I don't think it was their I'm going to say right now, That's he correct. was the Mark Hamill of Bond. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was funny because, like, the story always was... Well, he was so terrible and people hated yeah. him. And he he wasn't could, that, yeah. But they said in reality, they the picture did very well and they made him an offer to do like six more. They said no, something. right? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that interesting? Also, I heard that Diana Rigg hated him. Right. Like, just hated working yeah. with him and would eat garlic before her kissing scenes. Wow. Just to, because she Good. just fucking hate him so yeah. much i mean can you imagine I, wow. what, what was so bad about him like well what's I, your favorite bond then my favorite bond is daniel craig i mean it just is because really? and because casino royale which i think is one of the the best bond movie that there is i know that's kind of controversial because he's the newest bond but that casino royale movie 
is the best Bond movie Are you movie talking about seen. the one with Peter Sellers? No, I am not. <laughs> that one's great. That is and unwatchable. Yeah. Oh, my God. That still makes me angry. That woman is in that, in that movie. She's like was an Israeli model. I remember I was like, wow, look Who at that. Who is that? Oh, not, not the, Ursula Anderson. Yes. No, not, in, in the Casino Royale. Yes, you're talking yes. About. That black-haired one. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I was like, who wow, is who that? is this woman? She was like the Gail Gadot. Yeah. Oh, you're yes, right. yes. She's gorgeous. gorgeous. Who's now currently Wonder Woman. Yes. Yes. Oh, An Israeli Wonder pretty, Woman. It's a dream come true hot. for us boys. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's, that's. An Israeli soldier is Wonder Woman. I never thought I'd see the day. You know? Oh, like, yeah. Just saying the, the same thing in the Middle East right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She's totally hot. Yeah, she's fantastic. Wait, I have and another James cool. Bond thing for you guys. Yeah, please. We so, love you about I didn't know James you liked Bond. Bond so much. That's it. makes me happy. My friend and I, we were talking about it, and I go, like, you know, James Bond is a government employee. Like, he just makes government money. Even though you see him in casinos and all that kind of stuff and, like, you know, like race cars. But when he's not on the mission, he's, like, living in a duplex somewhere doing his own laundry like he can't afford anything well, <laughs> he's making the same, that that. He's making the same the kind of thing. money as a as a you know exterminator I don't in, know. in <laughs> movies and tv yeah where like somebody could be like a janitor in a building and they have like a luxury apartment. Oh, exactly. right. Oh, sure. even, well, even the Odd Couple is a great example. Oh, of, yeah. You know, had a, spo- a, sports, a sports writer, writer just for a newspaper. You know, not Nine TV. Yeah. And they have this amazing two or three bedroom apartment because I think they had a guest room. Oh, yeah. And that living room was amazing. I mean, you know, that's all I can ever think about. I'm like, well, that's when I would know I'd made it. Is the step down mm-hmm. and the three bedrooms. You know, and then there was some movie. Where the lead character was a bike messenger. Quicksilver. And, yeah. What? Oh, it, it may have been that. Okay. Yeah. And Kevin he Bacon? lived. Kevin Bacon? Yeah. He lived in like like <coughs> an enormous apartment. Yeah, but back Manhattan. then they didn't seem to care. Even in Friends, at least they made it clear that um, Monica and Rachel's apartment was a hand-me-down from their grandmother. Oh, so right. that oh, okay. at least made All it better right. yeah. because yeah. that was ridiculous. No 20s person can afford an apartment like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, up until really the 90s, they, they got a little better at making it a little bit more realistic. But I think for sitcom purposes, you have to make a big apartment because you've got three cameras in there. Oh, that's right. But now that's why they try not to do that anymore and they make all the things one cameras now. Well, I mean... Um... We could talk about apartments all night. <laughs> but, uh, no, I was just gonna say. I was gonna say my favorite shows were always the ones where the um, you know like like Batman, for instance. You know, like uh, the TV show. You know everything about yes, it, right? Yeah, he had Adam West on. Had we Adam, had on Adam West. Yeah. Okay, on my podcast and Burt Ward, Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal <laughs> podcast. That's the best. We had Adam West, Burt Ward. Lee Merriweather. Oh, I heard that one, yes. And Julie Newmar. Julie Newmar, too. I've heard all of those. I guess I heard the whole Batman quadrilogy or whatever you'd call that. That The hat trick of being 75 years old. (laughs) 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 No, well, Adam West, of course, he fought the good fight. He was like one of the original guys to go out to these like Comic-Con things, these events. He supposedly, to make money, would go to like a car wash and dress up as Batman, right? Yeah. Because he needed money. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what about his kids? Like, do they, are they, how old? He must have some kids, right? Does he have kids? Uh, uh, I don't know. We well, should have asked him that. Did you, yeah. did you ever see Look Well? Did he talk oh, about that? I can't remember. Thing. I don't think he talked that about it. Conan's it made me upset. Thing. I remember I heard about it. See, but David Cross showed it to me a long time ago before mm. there was YouTube or anything, and he gave me a copy of it, and I showed it to everyone I know. It was like yeah. my comedy Bible was made by Bob Smigel and Conan O'Brien. Yeah. It was the greatest thing I'd ever seen, and the question was always, does he get it or 
is he yeah. in on the joke? Yeah. Or, yeah. or does he, is he completely oblivious? And I asked both parties. I asked Conan and Bob Smigel, and Conan was like, he doesn't get it at all, which makes it hilarious. <laughs> and then Smigel was like, no, he gets it. So I was still back at square one, but that, I think, sums up Adam West. Yeah. You really just don't know. I think at the end he finally got it, being oh, a family yeah. guy and yeah. stuff. I think he understood. But So you've never seen Look Well. You've never seen the pilot? I, I've never seen you're it. You're lucky because you were in yeah. for a huge treat. It's amazing. <laughs> it's one of the greatest 22 minutes of comedy I've ever seen in my life. He plays um, a guy that used to be in those old Stephen J. Canal yeah. shows. <laughs> you know, and his name he was in Brannigan. And he's like, oh, Brannigan? No, that was Hugh O'Brien. I was Brannigan. He's like, were you a Banachek? No, that was George Papard. I was Brannigan. He's just like, because they always mistake him. And now he teaches acting, but he also solves crimes on the side. Because oh, he yeah. used to play a detective on television. It's absolutely brilliant. The lines are amazing. And it's Bob Smigel. You know, it's, it's amazing. You, you, you know what gets me is like William Shatner. Great. Somewhere along the way, he started pretending... Oh, no, I was always in on the joke. Oh, right. right. Yeah. 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 Oh, he was so angry for mm-hmm. so long. Yeah. Right. And then he finally figured out, like, I can make more money if I tell people I was in. I think yes. it was after that Saturday Night Live sketch. Yes. Which might have turned everything around. Because yeah, it true. was, got, that was. Get a um, life. Yeah, the get a life. You. Yeah. Have you ever kissed a woman? I mean, <laughs> it seemed like that was the one that yeah. turned everything around for him and his fortunes. He was able to just be on, you know, other shows and make a lot of more money than he ever thought of. In Star yeah. Trek. No. But I worship him and I love those movies. I just watched all of Star Trek four yesterday. <laughs> was he, he was on more Twilight Zones than anybody. Isn't that correct? Oh, like he, he did two Twilight Zones. You sure? I think he's done more classics, than those. right? I mean. Okay. The one on the plane. The plane that's yeah. the most famous. And the other one in the diner with yes. that coin the, yeah. future telling that. machine. I know we did one. Oh, it's right, got a right, little okay. devil's head on it. Do those it. hold up for you now? Because now they have that Black Mirror show, which is kind of like <laughs> yes. today's version of the Twilight Oh, Zone, yeah. You know? It's yeah. like, you know, what if when there, there were no phone chargers? What's going to happen? You know, it's different kind of yeah. dilemmas. That's what I'm You were watching about. it with Max the other day, right? Uh, Twilight Zone? Uh, yeah. Or? Weren't you? Oh, there was one on... With an unrecognizable George Takei. No, no way. way. Yeah. Wow. He's like some angry ex-Japanese soldier. Oh, I know the one you're talking yeah. about. And the other guy, yeah. Ne- and Neville Brand is the American. Now, I wonder what the money was on those Twilight Zones. Oh, what probably nothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably nothing. <laughs> they were just nothing. so happy to do it. And back then, like, no one got residuals. Right. I remember hearing... Uh, well, what's Rod Serling talking about? Like he he like wrote that one with, for Carol Burnett. Like he was so yeah. obsessed with her, or something which is odd, but he, not odd, but odd at the same time. That was he needed weird. money, and he sold all the rights to the Twilight Zones to like a third party, whatever to the to the network. I or think something. to my college. Yeah, I went sure? to Ithaca College, and because remember he also had the um, sold them all to them. Night they, Gallery was his other show. Yeah, yeah, I think that my college had the rights to do a bunch of his radio plays and stuff, like, like Twilight Zone episodes, because they Night, he sold Night it Gallery them. was never any good. No, well, no, that's I what separates that. you and I. I'm a Night Gallery fan. <laughs> yeah. You're a Twilight. No, you're not. <laughs> I I don't know. To me, Night Gallery. If you're teaching a lesson on everything that's wrong with 70s television. <laughs> Night Gallery? Yeah, really? yeah. Yeah, well, that's a good example, too, of also trying to make a comeback when you've done something so spectacular. Well, you're it's too trying similar. too hard. It's too similar. That's it's like having a hit song, and then you're trying to recreate it somehow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and then in Night Gallery, they used to have those blackouts, like out of uh, yeah, Love like, American style. Oh, yeah. A quick, funny one. 
And I think about 10 times they did one where it's like Dracula and he's in a that's blood your bank. That's your favorite. Oh, okay. And it's like, you go, oh, okay. That's, that's, that's. Is that your favorite? Is Bella Lugosi your favorite person? Like, and not just your, per- but just to imitate, but like. Is he was he your favorite actor like growing up? I I, I loved watching him. Although I was a bigger Lon Chaney Jr. fan. <laughs> really? I liked Lon Chaney Jr., but Lugosi was great. Really? We had Ron it's Chaney been... on the podcast. Oh really? Yeah. <coughs> yeah, like... he was the Chinese Lon Chaney. Ron <laughs> Chaney. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, one thing I was going to tell you is I heard the uh, well, a couple of them with Bill Persky. Uh, him and I, you know, this is Bill Persky used to write the Dick Van Dyke show, he created that girl. I'm, I'm just telling my listeners. And we had Bela Lugosi Jr. on the podcast. On that same one with yes. Bill Persky? Oh, no, sorry, you no. were skipping around. Sorry, I was. <laughs> yes, they sorry, were. Was like, the two of them hang out. I don't know. I don't <laughs> I know what the, the connection age. is, but <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I was skipping around. Oh, I, okay. because. Um, you know, because you're gay. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Most of this podcast is talking about Dear Evan Hansen, but today, making an exception. Um, no, I was talking, I was, Bill Persky, um, it's so weird. I, I worked with him in the 90s. We did a cooking show together on the Food Network. Wow. And I'll never forget, and I worshipped him. You know, he was like yeah. my idol, of course. And he was, he's such an interesting guy. But, um, before I met with him, I brought a friend with me, and we were talking about what we were going to do at the cooking show. And there was a girl, I don't know, Dave, do you remember this 15-year-old comic named Casey Frazier? Back in the 90s, of a 15-year-old comic, and she made kind of a tiny bit of a splash because she was 15 and doing comedy. And people were talking about her a little bit, but she wasn't very good. And, but Bill Persky was obsessed with her for some God knows reason. Oh. And, you know, to nowadays it would be awkward. Uh, yes. Right. Yes. So I tell my friend when we get out of the elevator, I'm like, oh, and by the way, he thinks Casey Frazier's a genius. And he stopped in his tracks, you know, and then he goes, and at the whole meeting, he's confused because I said this and whatever. And we always remember that. We always talked about it for years. So 20 years later, I'm listening to your podcast with Bill Persky. Yeah. Couldn't Good. even believe my, uh, my ears. And he mentions Casey Frazier. Wow. On your podcast, wow. talking about her daughter. And what an amazing singer she is. Oh, geez. I couldn't even believe my ears. I called my friend. I had talked to him 20 years. I'm like, you're not going to believe this guy. He is obsessed with his family. Yeah. Oh, Casey Frazier. That's so wow. crazy that the one guy who would care was listening. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a, like, like, that's like the stores were aligned. <laughs> well, I just had to say it. Bill, I don't know. It's so Bill, weird. Bill Persky. He used to, he worked on a couple of, uh, he used to work on Sanford and Son, old Right, son. really? Yeah, everything. He hated uh, DeMond Wilson. <laughs> he did? Yeah, <laughs> he could not stand DeMond Wilson. And I heard one time uh, DeMond Wilson was reprimanding him about something, uh, <laughs> arguing about something in the script. And Bill Persky said to him, hey, let's both do what we do best. I'll write and you be black. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And where was Fred? Where was Fred Sanford at that point? Oh, well, that's what maybe when he decided to fire all his writers and then he got all the black writers and then he said, get me my Jews back. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) Probably around that time. But yeah, that Persky, uh, you know, he, he, I mean, a very fascinating guy. He's been around black, but he's so, you know, outspoken in the way he talks. He's so 
uh, like 1930s stuff because I'll never remember, I'll never forget. He told me the, the story of um, how the networks came to him and he said, NBC came to me. They wanted something Sunday nights at eight o'clock. They wanted me to come up with a TV series Sunday nights at eight o'clock. So I came up with this idea called Sunday Dinner, and it was going to be on Sunday nights at 8 o'clock, and it was about a Catholic family that went to church, and then they'd come home, and they'd talk about all their goings-on in their week and their life, and it was Sunday Dinner. It was called that it was be on Sunday nights at 8. They put it on Tuesdays at 9. It's my fault. In fact, he was so angry. That's what made it so great. How oh, is that my fault? He would always complain it was never his fault when he was talking about that movie Serial. Remember he did the movie Serial oh, yeah. with Martin Mull and everything? Yeah. Well, we had this unbelievable opening scene. This unbelievable opening scene with this music that explained the entire 80s. Meanwhile, it was like made in 79. It came out in 1980. And they took out the opening music and the thing bombed. And it's my fault. They took it out. He's always blaming it. I was like, I love this guy because that's what I would do. This is exactly what I would do and the way I will be when I get older, which so, I've become. So do you think he, he has some money, that guy? He must. I right? hope so. From like, just like all that yeah. stuff has now been repurposed and repackaged. Yeah, but back sold. then, you know, you didn't make those kind of deals. Oh. But I would assume after creating something like that girl you know make being a regular writer but then creating shows even yeah. back then you know he um also this is before digital so they probably had to go back to all those people because there was no in perpetuity perpetuity kind of thing it was just like well that's know. why you always say gilligan's island didn't they didn't make oh, any money not they a did, penny which is so sad yeah. but um no they also directed money now no, no i think i think screwed. they didn't make why? a cent why they, they didn't, didn't have those laws back they, then. They didn't know about syndication. You know, nobody was, you know, nobody saw that coming. I, the only I, person who knew about it was Lucy, uh, what's my Oh, my Desi. God, Desi Arnaz oh, was, was a, Another one, I heard when they were making the deal, signing the people on the honeymooners, uh, that Audrey Meadows said, well, my, my brother will is a lawyer. He'll do my contract. And they all laughed at that. Mm. And, and I heard that the brother said, well, we want to have something in the contract that if it shows again, she'll get paid. And they laughed at that. Wow. Because they said, what an idiot. After yeah, you see we, a show once. You're not going to show it again. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. How great is that? What so, a win. Oh, yeah. So that must Such have been millions thing. of dollars over the oh, years. Oh, my right? God, yeah. Right? If it was a penny an episode, yeah, she's right. a billionaire. No, they just aired it. They air it every Sunday, let alone the marathon on New Year's oh, yeah. and stuff. You, I mean, you, you can't uh, turn on the TV without seeing it. I can well, still. I can. <laughs> <laughs> That's overplaying it. You know what's crazy too? That's is like that... Three Stooges. Like when you watch that, you know, like it's like six in the morning, or a, or a rain delay from the Mets game. But I, you know, sometimes I watch the. Um, the, uh, the the honeymooners, and I see some of those scenes, and it still makes me laugh out loud and cry laughing. You know, like uh, when, when yeah. he when he comes out in the golf outfit or, you know, the dancing he yeah. does. I mean, I, I still it's still so now. Funny. But Jackie Gleason, I think I think scumbag. Oh, I would. Have, I think so him. too. I think you're yeah. absolutely right. The stuff we've heard where he never wanted to rehearse. Yeah, and, you know, he's working with other actors. Like you could be polite and give him a little, you know, yeah. something. Right? Yeah, I heard. I I think so too. And I think he's more like his character in Smokey and the Bandit. Oh uh, yes, <laughs> yes. And and I heard. Uh, one time, someone was telling me this, that uh, Gleason, you know, would always tell off all the people who worked for him. He'd put them down and everything. And and so, what's his... Da- oh, Sammy Spear, who did all the music. Oh, okay. For Gleason all over the years. And then he goes... And, you know, when he's yelling at everyone, he goes... And, and Sammy Spear's there in the meeting. And he goes, and Sammy... 
Go work on the music. It's never been any good. Wow, what a dick. Yeah, yeah. And it, you talk about the music for the TV show? Yeah. It's classic. Like, I think, <laughs> remember Gleason had, was putting out those albums, romantic music. Oh, yes, the orchestra albums. Music for love. Like, like Jerry Lewis. Yeah. Doing that thing with the, the, during the telethon. Yeah. Well, mm. it, it, it's kind of like, so I'm thinking... What, was Gleason actually sitting by the piano composing all this music? I mean, please. No, clearly he was just eating a sandwich. You ever <laughs> seen that movie, uh, No Time for Sergeants? With oh, Ed yeah, Ed yeah. And Steve McQueen. That is a great movie because Steve McQueen is the funny guy. He's the funny really? guy. Yeah. And Jackie Gleason's kind of the sad. He's an obese lifer sergeant in the Army. Yeah. And uh, uh, Steve McQueen just wants to get out, get out of the Army. And at the end, you know, he like... Mentors, uh, uh, Jackie Gleason mentors, mentors him. But there's that fight scene. Do you remember where he fights the MPs? And he's like a fat guy, so he's yeah. fighting him with his belly. Oh and yeah, it's like Jackie Gleason. They must have had to like throw him in a hospital after that because he, he. Oh, I'm sure. Was a lot. I've never seen him like just fight just more. getting up from the chair. Yeah, the whole idea is like he's fat, but he's strong. Yeah. I didn't see. I never saw that. No movie. time for sergeants. I want to see that. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Um, there, I think there. Oh, there was just one other thing. I, I know we're gonna oh, wrap good. up. We're gonna wrap up. Um, oh, one other thing. I know you had um, Clint Howard on your podcast. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. I had a guest on. Is he uh, single? <laughs> <laughs> I had a guest on uh, a couple of weeks ago who does a thing which you would be completely interested in called the Carney Awards. Oh. Have you heard about it at all? It's new. For carnival workers? No. Oh. It's actually named after Art Carney. It's for uh, character actors. It's a oh. new award show. For character actors, it's only in its third season, and this year they recognized Richard Kind, oh, who I know you, you're yeah, friends yeah. with, and you've had on, and he's been on, yeah, he's and, great. Um, uh, you know, some other people, I, I can't think of it right now. And he said that Clint Howard is just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a horrible. When you interviewed him, did you find that, or is he okay? <laughs> Tranya. <laughs> Well, that that's the funny because Clint Howard, like in later, like in the eighties, like he was in all those movies. Like, what well, was it? Ron Howard's movies. Or- well, he was in Ron Howard's movie, but he was in other movies, and I was always wondering, like, how many phone calls did Ron Howard have to make? To get <laughs> right, in his movie? right. Yeah. What did you find when you were interviewing? Like, is he okay? Well, or I don't see, know what made him. See, we a- were separate from him. He oh, was like we oh. doing it for Skype. Oh, that was the best thing about your documentary. You saw. You know, we saw a video of you and Dick Van Dyke together. I mean, that's uh, oh, awesome. that was that was great. I was, was at his house. Yeah. You were at his house? Yeah. He's the and, greatest. And and my podcast, Gilbert, is on Hulu oh. and Amazon and I think iTunes. Wait, your your podcast? Your podca- no, oh. my, my documentary. It's definitely documentary, on Hulu. Documentary, yes, yes. Gilbert. It's fantastic. Um, I've seen it and it's, it's really great. In fact, uh, one of the things I was talking about when you are opening for that charity event. Oh, yes. yes. And we've all done this because I, I do Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and Dave does multiple charity stuff. It's ridiculous. Sure. But there's always that. <laughs> I know in the documentary it was all nice and everything, but there's always the guy who has the sad story. Oh, who my. Gets and then up, you have to follow And then him. you're like, and now for, you know, get ready to laugh. Yeah. And every time you do those things, it's they make it really tough. And that guy, I mean, that was yeah. ridiculous. Oh, that's, that's worse than seeing, oh, by the way, uh, we just got word that a puppy just got hit in the parking lot. <laughs> and now the comedy's failing. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know how, I mean, you killed it. I mean, obviously, you know. First, the we're going to well, drown. Why, why, why First, are they going to show in a documentary you not rising above that but yeah yeah, yeah. first we're gonna drown this basket of kittens <laughs> and now the comedy styling i know 
It, but yeah, you with that they, too, right, Dave? I mean, oh, yeah. It's always, it's always very dramatic. But back to Clint Howard. Now, <laughs> where does he live? <laughs> does he live West Coast or East Coast? Yeah, where does he live? He's in I'm, LA. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I guess that's where I'd live if I was a lost soul. I guess I don't know. No, I, I think he was probably done way more work than we even know. Like he probably oh, well, he, yeah, he and he does voiceovers like, too, right? Yeah, does he do voiceovers? I assume everybody. And he was—he pops up in the Austin, one of the Austin Powers movies. Oh, yeah. oh. Uh, just one other thing before we go. Uh, did you hear about Bruce Weber being accused of um, molestation now? The photographer. No. Um, you know, because everybody's getting involved. You know, whether yeah. you're gay or straight, it doesn't matter. You know. So Bruce Weber is the new one. But the funny thing is, I remember that guy's photos in the '90s. And this just made no surprise. Look at the photos that he used to take. <laughs> <laughs> oh They're my. All of, God. Yo, I'm showing everybody. They're all of young boys in their underwear. I mean, these are. I mean, I remember when he was huge. I'm like, why would somebody take pictures? Of, you know, if you're a straight man, you know, you're just like, I don't get it. Wow. So there was no. He should have been Wait, arrested back then. twenty years ago. Exactly. Yeah. I was just like, how is this a surprise to anybody? Yeah. Right. He should have been always taking pictures of. And these are Calvin Klein pictures, right? I don't know. Because they, these I don't guys think have those so. Calvin Klein haircuts. Oh, maybe. I think he was just like. In fact, they said they're like they weren't supposed to be topless or nude photos. You know, like, and they were all sitting with this is from the audition. Open. <laughs> That's from the audition, right? That's from the Christmas party. They're all young and, boys. and you could see the outline of all their penises. Yeah. And, oh yeah, yeah. No, it was a legendary lech. You know, like I mean, it just made so much sense. It's almost like why bring it up now? <laughs> what did you think wow. was going to happen when you see these photos? You know, <laughs> like. Some guy, and he was just known for taking young boys' black and white photos. I mean, those were his photos. I mean, he had a stamp, almost like Andy Warhol, who pretty much would probably be also arrested in oh, this day and sure. age for anything he did. I mean, it's really getting out well, of for control. Those movies, at least. And there's one other thing. Did you hear about that girl, the woman? Her name is um, Jacqueline Kent Cook. No. And she is the daughter of some, a guy that used to own the Redskins many years ago. She was at a restaurant up here. Mm-hmm. You heard about this? She 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 uh oh, she, hit the, she hit the woman over the, man. the head the man over the head with her purse. Her purse, or the glass and purse. She broke did you see her finger in the picture? Yeah. Holy yeah, but God. did you hear why she she said, um, you know, hurry up, Jew. She was calling his mother. She goes, Hurry up, Jew. But now she's mm-hmm. she goes, I didn't say that, I said let me through. <laughs> I like I like the format of this podcast. It's old remembrances and then news, hard news at the end. Well, that's the way it's supposed to work. <laughs> and, right? and after she defended herself, saying uh, "Let us through," right, right, right. That's you, her. Then she said, and then the janitor showed up, <laughs> and I said, "What are you looking at, rigor?" <laughs> See, that's why I did it. I knew he would have something. I knew he would have comedy gold. (laughs) All right. Well, guys, I can't thank you enough for coming on today. Thanks for having me on. It's it's snowy. It's uh, it's a little bit rainy, but you came out and you said you would. And and Dara, thank you for putting this all together. Thank you. And Dave, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Dave. This was. Oh, by the way, I have uh, because we were supposed to do a Hanukkah podcast every year. Yeah. Dave liked the menorah, so I bought you some gelt. Oh, look at oh that. Oh, my God. The kids wow. will love that. Some gold coins. Uh, oh, thanks, Dave. That's so sweet. And uh, oh, a nice denomination, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a couple you, of gimmels and a dirty jollet. <laughs> Leave it to the Jews to make gelt, a little bag of coins. <laughs> Leave it to the Jews. I know. Yeah. Like that. I know when your Catholic friends would come over during Hanukkah, like, why would you make money out of chocolate? I'm like, that's what we do. Yeah. Uh, 
They used but to have a We know about Mega. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally remember. I think that I was still can get that creepy. gum. But I have you the know, gum the Hanukkah gelt. <laughs> what the Hanukkah gelt and the little tin uh, soup, uh, uh, Superman, a uh, Santa Claus. Yes. The, you know, the, they'd have like the little wrapped Santa yeah. Clauses. Mm-hmm. What they both have in common is the wrappers are fun. But the chocolate itself Horrible. is Horrible. the lowest quality. <laughs> yeah, right. The worst. It, it, I don't even think it legally they could call it chocolate. <laughs> You're it's so far right. away from, yeah. Exactly. yeah. It only makes us chocolate. feel better because they also wrap the Santas like that. If it was just the Jews, it would be just really, oh, we'll just put the crappy chocolate in. Yeah, it tastes it. like <laughs> the wrapper. Yeah, so yes, like yes. It's, it's like you're eating paper. It yeah. really is. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate it so much. And... Um, Dave, I don't it's know what great, to say. man. Really, How many really years now with the podcast? Uh, you and I have done it. This has been th- I've done three years, and you've come on every year. Three wow. more years. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, guys. And Gilbert. Oh, oh, by the way, I have your date. <laughs> oh, that's because <laughs> I like to. Uh, put, uh, you're going to be at the Treehouse Comedy Club, the legendary Treehouse in Westport, Connecticut, on January 27th. Mohegan Sun Casino, February 2nd and 3rd. That's Gilbert. Ah. David Telby at Levity Live, January 26th and 27th with the Vazilli Brothers, and uh, yeah. Tempe Improv in Arizona, February 16th and the 17th. Did you want to say another plug there? I'm sorry. No, I was Obviously just going to say Gilbert, Gilbert was just there. And and I, and oh, in my podcast, GilbertGodfrey.com. Wait, where was and he? Just, oh, he was just, he was at just the, in Tempe. Oh, the Tempe, Arizona. Oh, and the documentary is called Gilbert and Son Hulu. And I Which I feel, Fantastic. we didn't have time to get into it. I don't feel like I was portrayed very well. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. I could care less. You could have dressed up a little more, too. <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody, for coming. And uh, we'll see you next time on the podcast, everybody. Thanks. We'll have a great week. Good.